In a quaint shop in the big city, a tailor works late into the night. The shop is bare and meticulously clean. A small table with a sewing machine and a couple of chairs sits in one corner. A rack of suits fills the other, and in between is a well-kept vintage trifold mirror. A mezuzah hangs at the doorway. The tailor himself is not so neat in appearance, with his sleeves rolled up and a measuring tape over his shoulders. He looks tired and anxious, pacing the shop's confined space while talking to his wife, who has spent the last few minutes pleading once again for him to come home in time for dinner with the kids. I promise, Ellie, I won't stay too late. You know how it is. Look on the bright side. There's plenty of work, and that's a good thing. You know I can't afford to hire an assistant. Yes, but it's plenty of work for one person, not two. No, I won't bring work home. I don't need your help, I can manage. I know, Sabbath tomorrow, I'll be home early. Yes, earlier than usual. Kiss the kids from me in case... I said in case! I'll be home soon. A woman enters the shop. She is well-dressed in slacks and a formal shirt. Her appearance more like you'd expect someone attending a high-end corporate business meeting or a gala event than someone you'd find walking into a tailor shop after hours. She carries a hardback library book and observes the tailor as he continues to attempt to get off the phone with his wife. The woman's face is calm and inviting, her gaze intent. Next week will be different, I promise. Save me a plate. Please, I have to go now. Yes, I have a customer. I'll call you before I leave the shop. I love you too. Goodbye. <clears throat> Good evening. How may I help you? I need a suit. You've come to the right place. I have the finest tailored suits at the best possible prices. Did I come recommended? No. Just walked in by chance. Well, you'll get first class service all the same. You look like a 36 regular, am I right? I don't know. It's been so long. Here, slip this on. The tailor takes a jacket from the rack and the woman slips it on after carefully placing her book on the table. Looks and feels like a good fit. Is there any particular style you had in mind? Really hadn't given it much thought. Something classically styled that will last for years? Versatile? Something you can wear to work or a wedding or a night out at the theater? That sounds good. The tailor helps the woman out of the jacket, carefully puts it back on the rack and begins to measure the woman, jotting down notations on a slip of paper. I have a special through the end of the month. Second suit, 40% off. You could get a black one and choose a brown, olive, gray, or navy. Your choice. I only need the one. Is it for a special occasion? A funeral. I'm sorry. Were you close? Close? With the deceased? I am the deceased. What? I'm going to be buried in this suit. Will you be paying for this with cash or credit? Cash. I'm in the process of settling all my affairs. This is something you've known about then? <sighs> I've always known. But not until recently has it become more apparent. Cancer? Pardon? Is it cancer? 
No, I'm in good health as far as I know. Knock on wood. You're not gonna, you know, end it all? On purpose? No, of course not. Nothing like that. I don't understand. I just need a suit. The tailor takes a different jacket off the rack and helps the woman slip it on. Try this one for style and color. What do you think? This is good. I'll take it. Don't be hasty. You're going to be wearing it for a long time. Can I ask you a question? All suits come with jacket, skirt or trousers, shirt and vest, belts, ties, handkerchiefs, and cufflinks are extra, but I have a fine selection. I also have a few cufflinks available to rent, but I don't think that's an option for you. How do you feel about cremation? Cremation? It seems cleaner, doesn't it? From dust to dust and the spirit moves on. I'm Jewish. We don't cremate. Well, there you go. It's an easy decision for you. Well, no decision, really. It's a foregone conclusion, that's what it is. I'm not anything really religious, I mean. But when I think of myself, my body embalmed and lying in a casket underground forever, it kind of creeps me out. No disrespect. None taken. Not at all. The woman walks to the table and pulls a folded brochure from inside her hardback book. Look at these caskets. Did you have any idea there were so many choices? Colors, materials, finishes, lining, styles, hardware? And that's not all of them either. This is only from one manufacturer. I chose this one. Paid for it already. They said they'll keep it in their inventory until needed. No extra charge. If I'm cremated, I guess just the urn will go in there. When's this supposed to happen? My funeral? Yes. Soon. I'm overdue, actually. Been drawing it out. Trying to beat him his own game, or at least delay the inevitable. Beat who at what game? The hearse driver. The grim reaper. The whole dance of death thing. And what makes you think this is all going to happen soon? Just a feeling. A feeling I've had for a long time. Well, and my dreams. Everybody dreams. That and the coincidences. Coincidences? What are they called besides coincidences? There's a better word for them. Those things that point toward misfortune. Foreshadowing. Signs. What do you call them? Omens. Yes, omens. That's the word for it exactly. What omens are you talking about? It's hard to explain. If I described them, you'd probably only shrug it off as being, well, insignificant. Go ahead. Try me. Tell me one. One significant omen. All right. Listen to this. Every day for the past three weeks when I walk down the street, there's this black hearse that comes up from behind, paces me for a few moments, then pulls ahead of me. Then I start running. I pull even with the hearse and I run harder, pass it up, run across traffic, down the block or the next, as long and as far as it takes. When I can no longer see it behind me, I stop and catch my breath. This is a recurring dream? Not a dream. It's real. You always outrun the hearse? Every day so far. What happens the day you can't outrun it? 
I think you and I both know the answer to that. So, that's it? That's your coincidence? My omen. What else? I can tell. You're not convinced. No, I believe you. It seems... frightening. Really, it must make you very... Frightened? To say the least. Can I ask your opinion on something? Sure. Which photo would you choose? For my obituary in the paper. I had them taken this week. The woman goes back to the book and takes two photographs out from between the pages and hands them to the tailor. The tailor holds both photos out in front of him, side by side, perusing the photos earnestly. Hmm. You look a bit stiff in this one. Obviously posed and self-conscious and very serious. Stern, really. Death is a sobering thought. But this one here is completely different. You're relaxed and smiling. Laughing, actually. <laughs> the photographer said something funny. If I were you, I'd go with the laughing one. Definitely the laughing one. You don't think it sends the wrong message? What message? Life is a joke? Or death is a joke? Or here's the gal who thought she could cheat death and look at her, trying to have the last laugh, but now she's dead? No. I don't think so at all. I think it says, enjoy life. I think it sends the right message. I see your point. Yeah, I think you're right. I'll go with this one. I'll need to rewrite my obit, though. I was going to go with the other photo. Set a whole different tone. Heavy-handed. Uh, a bit too serious. I need a more light-hearted approach now. You seem in reasonable shape. You must have many years ahead of you to outrun that hearse. Traffic is only going to get worse, not better. I'm on borrowed time as it is. He's been allowing me time to take care of everything I need to do before I go. He who? The hearse driver? He's been letting me get my affairs in order. And truthfully, I've been drawing it out for as long as I can. But I'm near the end. I paid my debts. Picked out the casket. Mortuary details are all ironed out. Got the obit photo. Working on the obit rewrite. Getting the suit for my burial. And that's where you came in. What about your goodbyes? Hmm? To your loved ones. Oh, I hate goodbyes. I was thinking maybe right at the end. I'll get that all taken care of in one fell swoop. Nothing lingering. The woman opens up the book once more and pulls out a small card. Oh, look, what do you think about this? I was thinking of going with this one. Had my name put on it just to see how it would look. A funeral card? Yeah. What do you want me to say? This card has the Virgin Mary on it with the New Testament scripture. I'm Jewish. Oh, right. And according to this date, you're already dead. Just a prototype, that's all. I'm not committed to this design or anything. I think we're finished. Now there's just the simple matter of placing your deposit. Half now and half when you pick up. In a move much like that of a vaudevillian magician, the woman pulls out a wad of cash from what appears to be thin air and collects her book from the table. I'll pay you in full. 
Who knows if tomorrow I'll be able to outrun that hearse. We're done, right? I've got to get to the library. The library closes at 6 o'clock on Thursdays. Already closed, huh? I've got this book that's overdue. Three years overdue, actually. I was hoping they would renew it for me. I haven't finished reading it yet. Three years? And you haven't finished reading it? It's one of those things I need to do before I leave. I'm dawdling, you see, while the hearse driver waits. Oh, and then there's the matter of the fine. I won't be able to rest until that's been paid. No, I suppose not. Do you think they'll make me pay for every day it's been overdue? I don't want to pay a $300 fine for a $20 book. I don't know. What does it matter? Can't take it with me, right? You can always give it to your loved ones. The book? Your money. So, when can I expect my suit? Thursday of next week. I hope that's not too long. I'm a bit behind. I'll throw in some cufflinks for your trouble. At half price. See you on Thursday. Before you go, I want to know something. What did that photographer say to make you laugh? He said, You never looked better. That was funny? Maybe it was the way he said it. I think he was right. He saw the photo. But he hasn't seen you in your new suit. I guarantee you will look fantastic. Maybe I'll take a new photo. Wearing the suit this time. Fine, take another photo. But not for the obit. The photo you chose is perfect. Hmm, you've been nice. And a big help. Thanks. I have a lot to do. Preparing for my death is almost like a full-time job. Details, you know. But at least I can cross the suit off my list, right? Yes. Come next Thursday. Well, I'm off now. Got the obit to rewrite in the library tomorrow. No rest. The woman exits. The tailor watches the door after the woman leaves and glances around the shop before his eyes come to rest on his phone. Upon seeing it, he hastily grabs it and dials. Hey, Ellie, it's me. I know, but I was thinking about you and the kids. I miss you. I'm coming home. I, I told you, I... I'm closing the shop right now. Do you mind if I bring some work home? Maybe you can replace a zipper here and a button there, hem some trousers? Of course, after the children go to bed. We can talk, you and I, and maybe share a laugh together. You haven't started eating yet, have you? Wonderful. See you soon. Before he has even ended the call, the tailor has grabbed his things, turned off the lights, and locked the door. He kisses the mezuzah and exits into the night. You're listening to Scintillating Stories, featuring Lou Sins, written by John McKinley, adapted for radio play by Ghislaine, featuring the voices of Ghislaine, Stephen Fardman, and Daniel May, edited by producer Ryan. Produced by Intervision Entertainment and What Happens After 2 a.m. With music provided by freemusicarchive.org. And artwork for the Scintillating Stories logo by the amazingly talented Lindsay Payton. Special thanks to producer Kendra for encouraging our mission of sharing stories with the world. 
Catch more shenanigans from Intervision Entertainment on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube, and of course on our website, intervisionentertainment.com, where you can buy tickets to catch scintillating stories live in San Diego. Oh, and please find us on all the social media apps you use. We're there, and we're looking for you. Finally, help keep the vision alive. Consider donating to Intervision Entertainment on Patreon.com. Thank you.